Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host, Ajitesh, and in today's episode, we're talking of why most of your fitness idols have low self-esteem and how you can avoid falling into the same trap. Now, please make note that I'm saying most of your fitness idols because not everyone who has a great looking body and who uses that to build a following online or to make a living out of it. Not everyone like that has self-esteem issues. But in the age of social media, if you're a fitness influencer or if you're any kind of a person who has, uh, who is considered a fitness idol, so if you have those kind of pictures, videos online and you start deriving validation from the amount of attention that you get, the amount of uh, praise that you get online, it doesn't take long to become the person who starts anchoring their amount of self-esteem, their level of self-esteem to the amount of external validation that they're getting. So it doesn't take long for that to happen. And I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of it, but in the Workday Physique Instagram page, you'd see that I don't really post a lot of content on my physique because that is not what my page is about. It's a business page. My main goal is really to help you achieve your body goals, achieve your weight loss goals. So it is not about me. It is about you. So I try to keep that to a minimum. I just occasionally, probably very rarely post my own progress. But besides that, I try to keep that to a bare minimum because I also know that I'm not immune to that because as soon as I start sharing more physique photos, uh, more flattering angles, and if I get hooked to the uh, amazing feeling that I get from external validation, it is something that I'll anchor to the way that I feel inside about my own body. I'm not saying that if you're someone who is trying to pursue a weight loss transformation that you should not share your journey online. I think you should definitely do that. This is something I'm a huge proponent of, in fact, because when you share your journey online, it attracts people who are probably trying to go through a similar journey or who are probably uh, looking for similar individuals for a sense of community accountability. So when people like these are attracted to your page because of that, it provides you with a sense of community. It provides them with a sense of community. It reinforces um, the feeling of togetherness that you are on this journey together and it makes it more likely that you will succeed. So I highly encourage sharing your journey. But this podcast episode is regarding who you should really derive inspiration from when you're uh, looking at your fitness idols online, because there are so many fitness influencers out there nowadays. Uh, with everyone with like great looking bodies, people who live healthy lifestyles, apparently from their Instagram stories, Instagram posts, but who you should really pick in terms of uh, idolizing as someone who you look up to or someone whose lifestyle you'd like to emulate or model. Uh, a few things to consider here. If the person who you're idolizing constantly makes lighthearted jokes around how they're so small despite them, them being very muscular purely or how they're out of shape because they went on vacation 
uh, despite them being clearly in shape compared to 90% of the population or how they have gotten fat because they can no longer see their six pack despite them being leaner than most people that you know. So when you see such self-deprecating jokes being cracked, you should be wary of those kind of influencers or those kind of fitness idols. Because knowingly or unknowingly, the kind of messaging that they're sending off is that you need to be picture perfect in order to be considered as someone who is lean, someone who is muscular. Otherwise, you're just not there yet. And this kind of messaging is very negative, in my opinion. So if you constantly keep subjecting yourself with, to that kind of messaging, it is going to affect your internal state as well. And for someone who is just starting out, who is probably nowhere close to perfect shape, that is going to be demotivating. And not only that, it is also going to cause damage to your inner frameworks when it comes to your mindset and your belief systems. So try to not derive inspiration from people like that. And if it makes you feel terrible looking at perfect bodies online, okay, some people derive inspiration from looking at perfect beach bodies, but some people feel terrible after looking at those photos. So if it constantly makes you feel terrible about yourself, avoid following people who are constantly posting their bodies. Okay. Firstly, it takes hundreds of takes to get that one photo in perfect lighting with perfect angle. And it is not just that those people walk around all day looking like their photos. They don't. It is after hundreds of trials and errors that they come up with that one photo, which is just perfect. So if it makes you feel terrible, unfollow those accounts and try to fill your social media feed with a variety of body types because that will give you a more realistic expectation of what is actually reality. What you see online and what a body actually looks like in the real world when there is no perfect lighting, when you have eaten food, when you're just slouching and sitting on the chair. So there is a huge discrepancy between what you see online and what you what what is actually the reality so if it's making you feel terrible please avoid following people who are constantly posting their bodies that is another thing because you don't want that to be cemented in your head as what your body should ideally look like moving on from here one thing that is extremely crucial is knowing what you actually want and where you want to go in terms of your body goals so when I say knowing what you want, it is understanding where your core motivation comes from and why you want to lose weight, why you want to get in shape. That is extremely crucial. If you're doing this just because you see that it is something cool or it is something that everyone uh, looks up to or everyone admires, everyone appreciates, and that is your motivation for getting in shape, uh, it is... I wouldn't say wrong, but it is a very shallow from form of motivation because where these kind of desires come from, there's a term for this. These are known as mimetic desires. So these are desires that we mimic from the people and culture around us. So if I perceive some kind of career or lifestyle or some kind of vacation as good, it is because someone else has modeled it in such a way that, you know, it appears good to me. 
And now that is a very shallow way of living. So if that is how you're approaching your physique goals, because it is something that is considered good by most people around you, it is not a strong enough motivation for you to pursue it. That's what you need to be careful about. Because that is where a lot of your sense of self-esteem will come from. Because getting in shape, without doubt, will boost your confidence. But for a lot of people, they get in shape, but it does not lead to that much of an improvement in self-esteem that they had expected before they got in shape. All right. Now, let me clarify this in, in a better way, that there are people who are not at all in shape, who are probably overweight by 10 kgs, 20 kgs, 30 kgs. But these are still people who are extremely comfortable in their own skin. And these are people who are highly charismatic and they don't really care that they're overweight or obese. But at the same time, you'd find that many of these fitness idols that you have online, they're not that confident in their own skin. Okay. They have to think hundreds of times before wearing a certain outfit because it makes them look fat or it shows an unflattering side of themselves. So they're so obsessed with the way they look and they're so concerned about the perception that the external world will have from looking at them in that outfit that they're not able to be completely themselves. But on the other hand, there is someone who is completely out of shape. They don't really care about what they're wearing, what they're doing, but um, they're able to project self-confidence out into the world. So this difference is because of how they feel about themselves internally and because of the clarity they have regarding what they actually want and where they anchor their self-esteem. Just wanting something because everyone else seems to want it is a hollow motivation. So this is going to change all the time, depending on uh, the time frame that you're in, the culture that you're in, the kind of society you're in. So body types that are attractive to some people are completely repulsive to others. So if you look up to bodybuilders and your entire social media feed is full of bodybuilding images, you might feel that that is something that everyone looks up to. But let me tell you this, that the bodybuilding physique probably appeals to a very small niche population that is probably 0.01% of the entire population of the world. And unless and until you are trying to be considered appealing and attractive to that niche population, it is not a worthy goal to pursue a bodybuilding kind of a body or unless you want to be a bodybuilding champion. So that is a different thing altogether. If you're trying to be a bodybuilding champion, you're definitely not listening to this podcast. So that, that doesn't, uh, that isn't really relevant. And also similarly, if you look at, uh, body types, I came across something quite a while back regarding how in North Korea, um, the body type of their supreme leader, King Kim Jong-un is actually considered very attractive, even though by medical standards, he would be considered obese. But that is the body type that is considered extremely attractive. And that is because it is a country of such scarcity that people don't have enough foods to, food to eat. Having an obese body signals abundance of resources. So that is attractive because that is signaling something else. Similarly, if you look at skin colors, if you look at the Western population, uh, where white skin is very common, 
it is considered desirable to have a tanned appearance. That's why they have tanning beds. But if you come to India, you have instead tan skin, which is extremely common. But here it is considered more desirable to have whiter skin. That's why you have all these fairness creams, which is a cosmetic market in itself. It is time for a short break. If you have liked the episode so far, please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend. The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. So the idea of what is considered attractive, desirable, this changes from place to place, society to society. Now, if you're someone who is so heavily dependent on the external world telling you what actually looks attractive or what is appealing, this is going to change depending on which subculture you're part of, which country you're living in. And if you're always basing this, um, this on external sources of validation, you'd never be truly satisfied because there are people who tell you that, oh, I don't like, you know, muscular people. Oh, I don't like lean bodies. I don't like muscular women. I don't like thin men. Uh, I don't like heavy men. I don't like ripped physiques. So there are so many people with different uh, perceptions of what is attractive. You, you can never really satisfy anyone. So it is up to you to decide what you really want and having an end game using that. If you don't have a clear why, you will never know what your end game is and you will forever be reaching towards the next thing that you see others doing. So mimetic desires modeled after what others want will make you feel very empty inside and you will never truly achieve the high level of self-esteem that you're probably thinking right now you will have once you achieve that dream body that everyone will praise you for or, or everyone will admire you for. So that may never come to fruition if you don't work in alignment with your core motivations. That is why it is important to firstly figure out your core values, your belief systems and your core motivations before you even start on this journey. Some people are very aware of this. When I was starting out, I was quite aware of why I wanted to get in shape. And that has not really changed despite the greater than a decade that I have put into training, working on my body on and off though. But the motivation has more or less stayed constant. It was to achieve a certain sense of growth and self-mastery and at the same time achieve a higher degree of confidence knowing that I can pull off any outfit that I want and I can present myself exactly the way I want to present myself. So these were really the core motivations that I have. Um, and I was also inspired by the old ideals of bodybuilding when bodybuilding was just emerging in the silver era. So I would follow the idea of aesthetics that was prevalent around then. And those were the objective measurements that I would try to emulate and model my own body after. Because those are not really going to change and that appealed to me. And irrespective of what is trending right now, what kind of body type is the in thing right now, it doesn't really affect my sense of, you know, what I find to be appealing. And uh, I don't really care about if other people think I'm not muscular enough, if I'm not ripped enough, 
if my body is not um, attractive enough. I don't really care about that because my idea of what is attractive, what is aesthetic is my own personal idea. So I have my own objective standards. And as long as I'm able to live up to those standards, I will consider myself to be successful. So if you had to have one takeaway from this, it is to ask yourself that what are your core motivations regarding why you want to get in shape? What are your core values and belief systems? And what is your idea of success? So what are the things that need to happen for you to consider that? Yes, I was successful. All right. And if these things happen, all you need to do is maintain that for the rest of your life. And you would have achieved what you wanted to achieve through your physical training and through your nutrition. You don't have to constantly look at external sources of validation to ask other people, do you think I was successful with my weight loss? Do you think I have an attractive body? Do you think I should put on more muscle? If you're always looking at others for that kind of input, you'd never be satisfied. And when you anchor your sense of being to these external inputs, you'd never be truly confident in your own skin. You'd never be truly able to build that relationship with yourself, which is probably currently not in the best state. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You're trying to work on yourself. So if that is truly your goal, that you want to have a better relationship with yourself, that you want to experience higher levels of self-esteem, you need to work from that internal place, not from an external place, and try not to derive inspiration from other people who are not, who have clearly not done that kind of internal work. So you need to be very careful, careful regarding that. Now, the last part of this episode, I wanted to talk about why you should not be overly focused on the outcome of the process. So if you feel that I lose 30 kgs, then I will have that body where I'll feel totally confident. So you're so overly focused on the outcome that you want to get through the process as quickly as possible. If that is the case, you will not truly achieve the transformation that you're looking to achieve. You'll achieve the physical transformation which will also possibly be short-lived because if you're trying to speed up the process, you're probably going through some gimmicky diet plan or some kind of detox diet, or you'd have to go through some kind of surgical procedure. All right. So if you're going through those kind of processes or people who want to suddenly put on a ton of muscle, they take performance enhancement drugs, enhancing drugs, steroids. So in these cases, you will achieve that end result for sure. Will you be able to sustain it? That's another story that is also probably unlikely. But because you didn't take time to go through the process, you would not have acquired the tools. You would not have actually undergone the internal transformation that would have gotten you the actual results. So there is no real way to speed up the process. And so instead of being overly focused on how quickly can I do this, you need to be focused on the process and learning from the obstacles that you'll come across during the process. All right. So you will make mistakes. You will be broken down to your lowest and you will rebuild from that through feedback loops. And this will modify unhelpful belief structures that you probably currently hold. So when that happens over and over, you will become the person that you seek to become. Because right now, for example, if you have 
problems working out in a public gym because you feel unconfident you feel like you're not in shape to be working out in a public space but as you force yourself to show up at a gym and you slowly start realizing that no one really cares that you are at a gym and everyone is just minding their own business as you internalize those uh, experiences and you realize that it is not so difficult as you had originally imagined it to be that is going to cause a change in your belief structure and this is going to carry over to other areas of your life where you'll realize that you're just overthinking about how the external world is perceiving you and that is what was holding you back from doing things that were probably a little challenging but because you have that reference experience from the gym from the gym experience you'd now be able to transfer that to other areas of your life but there is no way to speed speed up this process it will only happen over time and this was just one example so when you over time modify unhelpful belief structures you acquire the tools through your journey you transform into a different individual over time and that is why it is important to be focused on the process rather than trying to get to an outcome as soon as possible and all of these things are interrelated unless and until you have a clear idea of why you want to achieve the outcome why you were trying to get to a certain goal all of the things that i'm talking about may sound like utter nonsense to you but if you have that kind of clarity in your head um that you're clear about your core values that you're clear about your motivations then this would make sense okay because ultimately a high degree of self esteem is being 100% comfortable being who you are and not needing to demonstrate a different image to appear cooler or more likable so right now just how you are at the moment you are actually enough all right and if you're able to truly become comfortable with who you are at the moment and project that outwards you would come across as someone who is super confident and someone with a high degree of self esteem but if how you feel deep inside about yourself is not in alignment with where you are at the moment in terms of your journey then there is this conflict so you would have to work on yourself till those two things come in alignment that is the perception that you have of yourself inside and the way you uh actually are as a person so if you feel that you know i am not comfortable being out of shape i'm not comfortable being overweight and i need to work on this because that is something uh which is a project for me and if i'm able to succeed in this it will give me that confidence boost so if that is a project that you want to take up that you want to work on yourself and you feel that that will boost your self esteem because it is in alignment with who you are as an individual uh in alignment with what your core values are then you need to take charge of that and work on your body and once your uh internal belief systems and your external physicality these are in alignment you will get closer to being 100% comfortable being who you are and that is really where high self esteem comes from it doesn't come from you getting that external validation of wow you look so great you know you lost so much weight you're so attractive that outfit looks great oh you have such a huge social media following so many likes on your photos 
uh, everybody likes you, uh, you're so hot. So all of these things are not what boosts self-esteem, but it is completely a solo one-player game. So it is all about how you feel inside. Is that feeling in alignment with where you are at the moment in your journey? If it is not, bring it in alignment and set your metrics of how you value yourself to internal ones instead of anchoring them to external ones. That is it for this episode of Workday Physique. Thank you for listening. You can follow and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening right now so you don't miss out on future episodes. Leave a five-star rating and review if you're a repeat listener and share this episode with one friend who you think will find it helpful. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe, and stay consistent.